Chapter Twenty Eight of Narda the Lily by H. Rider Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Lily is brought to Dingaan. How are you named? said Dingaan. We are named Bolalio the Slaughterer and Galazi the Wolf, O King, answered Amslopagas. Was it thou who did send a certain message to the Black One who is dead, Bolalio? yea o king i sent a message but from all i have heard massilo my messenger gave more than the message for he stabbed the black one massilo had an evil heart now dingaan winced for he knew well that he himself and one mopo had stabbed the black one but he thought that this outland chief had not heard that tale so he said no more of the message how is it that ye dare to come before me armed know ye not the rule that he who appears armed before the king dies we have not heard that law o king said umslopogaas moreover there is this to be told by virtue of the axe i bear i rule alone if i am seen without the axe then any man may take my place who can for the axe is chieftainess of the people of the axe and he who holds it is its servant the strange custom said dingaan but let it pass and thou wolf what hast thou to say of that great club of thine there is this to be told of the club o king answered galazi by virtue of the club i guard my life if i am seen without the club then may any man take my life who can for the club is my watcher not i watcher of the club never wast thou nearer to the losing of both club and life said dingaan angrily it may be so o king answered the wolf when the hour is then without a doubt the watcher shall cease from his watching ye are a strange pair quoth dingaan where have you been now and what is your business at the place of the elephant we have been in a far country o king answered umslopogaas we have wandered in a distant land to search for a flower to be a gift to a king and in our searching we have trampled down a swazi garden and yonder are some of those who tended it and he pointed to the captives and without are the cattle that ploughed it good slaughterer i see the gardeners and i hear the lowing of the cattle but what of the flower where is this flower ye went so far to dig in swazi soil was it a lily bloom perchance it was a lily bloom o king and yet alas the lily has withered nothing is left but the stalk white and withered as are the bones of men what meanest thou said dingaan starting to his feet that the king shall learn answered umslopogaas and turning he spoke a word to the captains who were behind him presently the ranks opened up and four men ran forward from the rear of the companies on their shoulders they bore a stretcher and upon the stretcher lay something wrapped about with raw ox-hides and bound round with rimpis the men saluted and laid their burden down before the king open said the slaughterer and they opened and there within the hides packed in salt lay the body of a girl who was once tall and fair here lies the lily's stalk o king said umslopogaas pointing with the axe but if a flower blooms on any air it is not here 
now dingaan stared at the sight of death and bitterness of heart took hold of him since he had desired above all things to win the beauty of the lily for himself bear away this carrion and cast it to the dogs he cried for thus he could speak of her whom he would have taken to wife when once he deemed her dead take it away and thou slaughterer tell me how it came about that the maid was slain it will be well for thee if thou hast a good answer for no thy life hangs on the words so umslopogast told the king all that tale which had been made ready against the wrath of dingaan and when he had finished galazi told his story of how he had seen the soldier kill the maid and in his wrath had killed the soldier then certain of the captains who had seen the soldier and the maid lying in one death came forward and spoke to it now dingaan was very angry and yet there was nothing to be done the lily was dead and by no fault of any except of one who was also dead and beyond his reach get you hence you and your people he said to the wolf brethren i take the cattle and the captives be thankful that i do not take all your lives also first because ye have dared to make war without my word and secondly because having made war ye have so brought it about that though ye bring me the body of her i sought ye do not bring the life now when the king spoke of taking the lives of all the people of the axe umslopogaz smiled grimly and glanced at his companies then saluting the king he turned to go but as he turned a man sprang forward from the ranks and called to dingaan saying is it granted that i may speak truth before the king and afterwards sleep in the king's shadow now this was the man who had been captain of the guard on the night when three passed out through the archway and two returned that same man whom umslopogaas had degraded from his rank speak on thou art safe answered dingaan o king thy ears have been filled with lies said the soldier hearken o king i was captain of the guard of the gate on that night of the slaying of the halakazi three came to the gate of the mountain they were bulalio the wolf galazi and another that other was tall and slim bearing a shield high so as the third passed the gate the carros he wore brushed against me and slipped aside beneath that carros was no man's breast o king but the shape of a woman almost white in colour and very fair in drawing back the carros this third one moved the shield behind that shield was no man's face o king but the face of a girl lovelier than the moon and having eyes brighter than the stars three went out at the mountain gate o king only two returned and peeping after them it seemed that i saw the third running swiftly across the plains as a young maid runs o king this also elephant but the leo yonder denied me when as captain of the guard i asked for the third who had passed the gate saying that only two had passed further none of the captives were called to swear to the body of the maid and now it is too late and that man who lay beside her was not killed by galazi in the cave 
he was killed outside the cave by a blow of a halakazikeri i saw him fall with my own eyes and slew the man who smote him one thing more king of the world the best of the captives and the cattle are not here for a gift to thee they are at the kraal of bulalio chief of the people of the axe i have spoken o king yes because my heart loves not lies i have spoken the truth and now do thou protect me from these wolf brethren o king for they are very fierce now all this while that the traitor told his tale from slopagas inch by inch was edging nearer to him and yet nearer till at length he might have touched him with an outstretched spear none noted him except me mopo alone and perhaps galazi for all were watching the face of dingaan as men watch a storm that is about to burst fear thou not the wolf brethren soldier gasped dingaan rolling his red eyes the poor of the lion guards thee my servant ere the words had left the king's lips the slaughterer leapt he leaped full unto the traitor speaking never a word and oh his eyes were awful he leaped upon him he seized him with his hands lifting no weapon and in his terrible might he broke him as a child breaks a stick nay i know not how it was too swift to see he broke him and hurling him on high cast him dead at the feet of dingaan crying in a great voice take thy servant king surely he sleeps in thy shadow then there was silence only through the silence was heard a gasp of fear and wonder for no such deed as this had been wrought in the presence of the king no not since the day of senzangakona the root now dingaan spoke and his voice came thick with rage and his limbs trembled slay him he hissed slay the dog and all those with him now we come to a game which i can play answered umslopogaas oh people of the axe will you stand to be slaughtered by these singed rats and he pointed with groanmaker at those warriors who had escaped without hurt in the fire but whose faces the fire had scorched then for answer a great shout went up a shout and a roar of laughter and this was the shout no slaughterer not so are we minded and right and left they faced to meet the foe while from all along the companies came the crackling of the shaken shields back sprang umslopogaas to head his men forward leaped the soldiers of the king to work the king's will if so they might and galazi the wolf also sprang forward towards dingaan and as he sprang swung up the watcher crying in a great voice hold again there was silence for men saw that the shadow of the watcher lay dark upon the head of dingaan it is a pity that many should die when one will suffice cried the wolf again let a blow be struck 
and where his shadow lies there shall the watcher be and lo the world shall lack a king a word king now dingaan looked up at the great man who stood above him and felt the shadow of the shining club lie cold upon his brow and again he shook this time it was with fear be gone in peace he said a good word for thee king said the wolf grinning and slowly he drew himself backwards towards the company saying praise the king the king bids his children go in peace but when dingaan felt that his brow was no longer cold with the shadow of death his rage came back to him and he would have called to the soldiers to fall upon the people of the axe only i stayed him saying thy death is in it o king the slaughterer will grind such men as thou hast here beneath his feet and then once more shall the watcher look upon thee now dingaan saw that this was true and gave no command for he had only those men with him whom the fire had left all the rest were gone to slaughter the boars in natal still he must have blood so he turned on me thou art a traitor mopo as i have known for long and i will serve thee as yonder dog served his faithless servant and he thrust at me with the assegai in his hand but i saw the stroke and springing high into the air avoided it then i turned and fled very swiftly and after me came certain of the soldiers the way was not far to the last company of the people of the axe moreover it saw me coming and headed by amslopagas who walked behind them all ran to meet me then the soldiers who followed to kill me hung back out of reach of the axe here with the king is no place for me any more my son i said to umslopogaas fear not my father i will find you a place he answered then i called a message to the soldiers who followed me saying tell this to the king that he has done ill to drive me from him for i mopo set him on the throne and i alone can hold him there tell him this also that he will do yet worse to seek me where i am for that day when we are once more face to face shall be his day of death thus speaks mopo Yinhyanga, mopo the doctor who never yet prophesied that which should not be then we marched from the kraal omgogungluvu and when next i saw that kraal it was to burn all of it which dingaan had left unburnt and when next i saw dingaan ah that is to be told of my father we marched from the kraal none hindering us for there were none to hinder and after we had gone a little way umslopogaas halted and said now it is in my mind to return whence we came and slay this dingaan ere he slay me yet it is well to leave a frightened lion in his thicket my son for a lion at bay is hard to handle doubt not that every man young and old in umgugungluvu now stands armed about the gates lest such a thought should take you my son and though just now he was afraid 
yet dingaan will strike for his life when you might have killed you did not kill now the hour has gone wise words said galazi i would that the watcher had fallen where his shadow fell what is your counsel now father asked umslopogaas this then that you two should abide no more beneath the shadow of the ghost mountain but should gather your people and your cattle and pass to the north on the track of mosilikatse the lion who broke away from shaka there you may rule apart altogether and never dream of dingaan i will not do that father he answered i will dwell beneath the shadow of the ghost mountain while i may and so will i said galassi or rather among its rocks what shall my wolves lack a master when they would go a-hunting shall grey-snout and blackfang blood and death-grip and their company black and grey howl for me in vain so be it children ye are young and will not listen to the counsel of the old let it befall as it chances i spoke thus for i did not know then why umslopogaas would not leave his kraals it was for this reason because he had bidden nada meet him there afterwards when he found her he would have gone but then the sky was clear the danger clouds had melted for a while oh that umslopogaas my fosterling had listened to me now he would have reigned as a king not wandered an outcast in strange lands i know not where and nada should have lived not died nor would the people of the axe have ceased to be a people this of dingaan when he heard my message he grew afraid once more for he knew me to be no liar therefore he held his hand for a while sending no impi to smite some slopagas lest it might come about that i should bring him his death as i had promised and before the fear had worn away it happened that dingaan's hands were full with the war against the amabuna because of his slaughter of the white people and he had no soldiers to spare with whom to wreak vengeance on a petty chief living far away yet his rage was great because of what had chanced and after his custom he murdered many innocent people to satisfy it End of chapter 28